show of charged up thank you for listening thank you for tuning in thank you for finding wherever you found it thank whoever told you about it again just thank you for being here uh first things first um it's 2020 and it's a whole lot going on man i know everybody knows about the coronavirus going around and the one thing i want to say about that is everybody just be safe man take care of your families take care of yourself don't just think about yourself, but think about the person next to you. Think about your family and your household. Think about the family of other people's household. I know, on a, well, just for me, as a per, on a personal note, I lost my great my great aunt uh, to the coronavirus. Granted, she was older; she lived a full life, but you know, I just I would rather nobody else's family suffer that same kind of loss. If your family's a knit like mine, but to get into the show, first thing we're gonna get on one of my favorite sports basketball let's get into the nba i don't know if you interview heard but if you've been watching any kind of sports channel espn's fox whatever it said that the nba is scheduled to start july 30th is the start date uh the per nba.com and the finals uh, should conclude by october 13th at the latest so 22 teams and if you don't know what those teams are i'm gonna read them to you right now you got milwaukee toronto boston miami indiana philadelphia brooklyn orlando washington uh, the Clippers, the Lakers, Denver, Utah, OKC, Houston, Dallas, Memphis, Portland, New Orleans, Sacramento, San, San Antonio, and the Suns. Now, those are the uh, top 22 teams, I guess, of all of the, you know, the entire NBA. Just to give you some of their records, okay, Milwaukee. Milwaukee ended, you know, because the season got cut short. Milwaukee ended at 53-12. and 12. Toronto ended at 46-18. Boston ended 43 and 21, Miami 41 and 24, Indiana 39 and 26, Philadelphia 39 and 26, the Lakers 49 and 14, the Clippers 44 and 20, Denver 43 and 22, Utah 41 and 23, OKC 40 and 24, the Rockets 40 and 24, Dallas 40 and 27. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, like, I know I signed 22 teams, it's because the more I look at the list and like the more I go down, the smaller the numbers get and I can't even read them. So it's like all the they're kind of winning percentage, like ah, 20 some wins. I'm not going to read those. I don't think they have a chance. And so, yeah, that's what we're going with. So, of course, the team with the best with the ended with the best record uh, was Milwaukee, uh, Giannis. And of course, you get, and, well, Giannis in the East and then you got. Of course, the two powerhouses that everybody's looking for, the Lakers and the Clippers. Granted, if you did not know, this is definitely a, a show that's going to favor in everything Houston. I wonder why, right? So, everything about this list, I'm not going to lie. It is low-key kind of exciting. Like, I'm glad about, I hope I get to, well, let me say this. I hope I get to see, I don't know how this playoff system is, is that going to work? I don't know if they're going to do it like, um, how, you know, I guess, used to be or how it was how it is normally 
because because of everything that's going on, right? But I don't know if they're kind of like showing the games or showing the series, I guess, because of Corona. And, you know, if you don't know about Houston or the Houston area, we just got raised up back to a level red as of like, I think, 4 o'clock yesterday, 4 o'clock Friday, which was June 26th. So, and I know they're talking about moving up to Orlando, but Florida's there. Uh, corona cases have raised too and they're right up there in the top five or and around that area so i don't know what they're gonna do and i'm if it was me if i was an nba player i'm not really sure on what side i kind of lean towards as far as playing and not playing one because of lo- the location great facilities but at the same time like i said florida's cases are rising and then also i don't know if you all heard about Kyrie and his statements about about the NBA and their games taking away from the current protests that are going on. And me as a black man, I do understand. I do get that point, but it's kind of not for me. And I'm not really trying to contradict him or I guess any of the other players. But as for me, I can't really say that I could kind of push somebody in either direction because granted, um, if I was a Kyrie or a LeBron or a James Harden or whatever, you know, I kind of I have money to fall back on. But if I was somebody like whoever, because we don't know their name because they're not very popular players because they don't really get in the game like that, they might be leaning on every check they get. So shout out to the ones who do who do lean on the side of not playing to not take away from the protests and who aren't big name players. Shout out to them because they really are sacrificing. Uh, but we aren't shaming the ones who do play because at, at the end of the day, they, they're men and they do have families or they do have whatever, whatever things to handle at the end of the day. So we can't really fault them for that. I've been hearing a lot of things. I don't know if you all have all been watching any uh, sports center or whatever about actual contenders, right? And people talking about the actual contenders is definitely the one names we always hear, right? Milwaukee, the Lakers, the Clippers, Denver sometimes. And we talk about Houston occasionally. And they always say that, I don't know if you've heard, but the winner of this finals, quote-unquote finals, kind of have like an asterisk at the end of it. Like it isn't really a real finals win because it didn't really go through a whole season and 82-game season and whatever. But to kind of combat that is the argument we always hear. Everybody's on the same playing field. Everybody had the same amount of time off. So we can't really say that, oh, they were unprepared or they aren't their usual selves. For the most part, most of these guys have families. Most of these guys, all these guys have lived through COVID, uh, if not have had it and, uh, you know, gotten better and recovered. But, yeah, we it would be unfair of us as the public to say that, oh, this finals is like half a final. It's a half a finals win or that finals MVP is half a finals MVP because, they didn't go through a possible like full playoff season or anything like that because we don't necessarily know how they're gonna shape it. And uh, you know, as a side note, I've been—I uh, don't know if you've all heard or saw on Twitter when um, some of these players have gotten these reports back of cor- them getting corona and everything. How the news got out—I don't know how <laughs> who's handling their medical or who's getting these scoop the scoops on these players. But try to be respectful, man. Give these guys some kind of peace. I know they're probably thinking like. I'm supposed to have a corona summer. I'm supposed to be chilling with my family, done with the media. I'm not on my job, but here everybody is still in their face. Like uh, what, what, uh, Ezekiel Elliott was really upset 
on a side note, Ezekiel Elliott was really upset because it came out that he had got corona as well. And he was blasting all on Twitter, uh, talking about Heifer and the oath of uh, whoever doctors or nurses that diagnosed him. And speaking on Ezekiel Elliott, kind of would lead me to the NFL. The NFL, I really have no nothing about. Like, I have nothing for them. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what their plan is. I know they plan on having a season, but it's almost like they don't know what to do. They don't want to get publicly publicly scrutinized or scrutinized by the public. So it's almost like you know when you're a kid, it's like, oh, okay. If you, I can't ask my mom if we can go, but if you go ask her, she'll say yes, and then we can all just go. So it's like they want to see what all the other leagues, these other leagues are doing. Was these other sports, MLB and the NBA, are gonna do? And it's like, okay, the one, if they do it, then we can maybe get away with it, you know. And it kind of leads me to believe that they're just kind of sitting around buying their time. Like I said, reports said they're you know they're con- gonna have a meet pretty soon about what they're gonna do for as far as. Um, coming up OTAs and things like that, and trainings and all that, workouts. But it sounds like don't they don't really have a real plan. Granted, this is something the world has never dealt with before, and everybody is on a play by ear basis. You know, we'll play it by ear, so I can't scrutinize them for not having a plan because I guess nobody has a plan. But it wouldn't hurt for them to say that. To me, a lot of these leagues and associations, or whatever. Uh, lacking a little transparency because they're afraid to say they just don't know. I don't know if you've all noticed um, who baseball fans, but all that was going on with them, with the players, player association going with against the MLB and trying to come to a decision. When all honesty, none of them, the players knew what they wanted, and the owners didn't just didn't really want to give it to them. So it was kind of a back and forth thing, and neither of them really had an answer for what would be or how we all come together. They all just kind of lacked a lot of transparency, in my own opinion. But going back to the NFL, I think this season was they were supposed to move up to a 17 game season, cutting one preseason game. And like I said, they they say they're planning on having a full season, which is kind of ridiculous because. As of right now, there can't be any games in California. Um, Houston can't have, there aren't any more games. We're back at a cold red. And as far as Texas as a whole, I know we're high up on the COVID cases. Florida as well. And so I know everybody's kind of antsy to kind of get sports back. But I feel like we're, we're reaching so far to where I feel like some of them, some people, feel like it's okay to risk other people's safety and their uh, family safety and their health. I know none of them would necessarily say that, but that's just, that's how I see it. And that's how they're making it look. Let me not lie. And so with all that, that being, with all that being said, I know a lot of the owners losing money. A lot of these players are losing money, but at the same time, safety, I feel like definitely needs to be our main concern, especially during times like these. Man, you know what, pause. I've been talking about Corona so much. Let me vent for a second. I I was so close to buying a kiddie pool from Academy. I mean, well, Walmart, I mean, because I have not been in a pool since 
I think last summer. I think last summer. I haven't touched any water, and I can't even swim. And I'm fending behind some a pool. Like Corona has messed up everything. I'm outside in this 98 degree weather. Can't breathe through the mask. I got to buy like five of the different masks just because that one. Some of the other ones got Corona, and I can't wash it off. Whatever, you know, I get paranoid like that. But I'm sick of it, man. I can't even go to my favorite restaurants anymore and sit in, take myself out, you know. Life kind of sucks a little bit. You know, that'd be so depressing. You know, if you were depressed before Corona, um, definitely my prayers out to you because I, I know, I know, I know it's a lot right now. But for the ones who are feeling okay and it's like, ah, oh, this is new to you, this feeling, new to you like it's new to me, it's like, ah, oh, I'm sick. I'm sick of being home. I see the same three people every day. We talk the same thing every day, just about. You know, and it gets kind of old. Look, I got this channel to vent to. I got people out there who don't know me, and I can just talk about whatever. You know, so. But anyway, I guess back to it. Back to it. Yeah, I said, yeah, safety definitely needs to be the biggest concern. And I don't know what the percentage was about uh, whether the infection rate of players in the NFL or in the NBA. But I know that I think in the, in the MLB, it was like 5% or something like that. So, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, I guess it's not bad, but at the speed of which things progress and spread, even though they say that the ones who are who are infected won't be allowed to participate, and et cetera, et cetera, it all just seems so risky because at the same time, there is no vaccine right now. There isn't one. And people talk about, you know, you hear these radicals, not to get so political people, but you hear these people just going outside and oh, I'm okay, I'll be healthy, whatever. And they speak so selfishly. There is no cure. There's nothing out there. If you get it, you living on a prayer. You know, even though they say it only affects people, I think it was 60 and up, I believe. You know, I guess not just only affects them, but the most severe effects, 60 and up. But yeah, these people out here saying they don't want to wear a mask and these and whatever, whatever, whatever. And here we are, still in quarantine. Quarantine part two. I don't even think the second wave can, because I think the first wave never really left. And it's holding up all our sports for the ones who love it and need need something to watch, because I swear I'm running out of shows. But uh, for something that we might have forgotten, or I guess a group that we might have forgotten as far as athletes or student athletes, and I'm, I'm not even talking about collegiate athletes. And even though I know it's, it was hard for them, I knew someone um, who participated in the last bowling season, someone who was looking to participate in swim, somebody was looking to uh, do something in track, and season got cut short, and they were hoping that um, this would be, you know, just their senior season and things like that. Also, I knew someone in high school who was hoping to get a scholarship for track, but because of corona, it ended everything. And now sometimes some of the places that they wanted to run weren't even open. So they couldn't even make their own films to try to get recruited. And so definitely um, for those who are listening and those who know people like that, uh, definitely try to encourage them. Cause I know that for the ones who who are listening, who've played sports before know that a high school athlete, collegiate athlete, sports are very important to the, to the athlete you know to their to them as a person and we know how much training they put into it how much they sacrifice for it 
And for things to end so abruptly due to no fault of their own, I know can be very difficult, especially uh, for those in high school looking to further their education and they have no other monetary way to get in other than a scholarship. I know they can be pretty frustrated as, for, as well as their families and friends who were supporting them. So definitely, uh, if you know those people, reach out to them. And uh, we don't know how they're exactly feeling at this moment, but just try try your best to be there for them. Now, if you were listening earlier, if you were listening good earlier, know that this is definitely, I want to say Houston friendly, but Houston specific. Yeah, or they're going to get a lot of attention. Because for whatever reason, the media, mainstream media, loves to leave Houston alone. You can talk. The most attention Houston sports got was with Astros and the scandal. And even maybe before that was when maybe James Harden came to the Rockets. That might have been the most attention we got. So, focusing on Houston, back to that. Starting with the NBA and the Rockets. How many people feel like, and I know you can't answer back, but I'm going to answer for you. I want people feel like the Rockets actually have a chance, like a chance to win it all, like a chance to like really win the finals. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think so either. I, I, I didn't either. Not saying I don't want them to do well, but, you know, as everybody knows, every NBA fan knows, the West is stacked. Like, it, it's, it's stacked. And look, remember the teams I was just saying, the Lakers, the Clippers, Denver, Utah, OKC, then Houston. And that was in order. That was as far as, like, uh, conference rankings. Houston ha- has just – and don't get me wrong, I'm a Houston guy. Like, I, I love my city, man. I love everything about it. Sports, music, restaurants, all of it. But they've been – the model of inconsistency. Like, if you, you can't find a more inconsistent team, to me, than Houston. That Mike D'Antoni is... I can't... It's like, if I were a teacher, if I was a bad teacher, right? And you got a kid who's like, he's he or she is bad in class. And so, like, you really have nothing for them because they're always misbehaving. And so when they get a like a good grade on a on a a paper or whatever, wow that hold on. Let me cut that example. That sounds really bad. Y'all probably gonna misjudge me. Let me say something else. Mike D'Antoni is the type of guy. It's like when he does well, you're surprised, but you're happy and you're surprised, right? But at the same time, you don't want him to mess up. But if he did, it would give you an excuse to get rid of him. You know, it's like, ah, I don't want you to mess up. But if you did, I wouldn't be totally upset. You know, then I can get rid of you. I can really, I can say that about the Texas Bill O'Brien, too. I felt the same. If I knew that the season was going to end the way it did with us getting thrashed by the Chiefs that way, then I would have wanted us to lose to the Bills. And then I can get rid of Bill O'Brien and get a new coach because, I'm about to go off on a Texas tangent just to let you know. He's the type of guy, what I see from him, that we try so hard to be the Patriots South, with, but we're not 
while not being the Patriots. Like it, it make it makes no sense. Like he try, I feel like he tries to copy Belichick so much to where nothing ever works, and it's always somebody else's fault. Like every other coach gets fired, every other coach is removed, and I say, "Well, I'm taking um I'm taking um controls over what." play calling or I'm not play calling anymore and he's always switching these responsibilities and for what however way it happened he finessed himself into being a coach and the GM I don't know if he's the luckiest man in the world he's a genius I have no idea how you make so many mistakes and come up from those mistakes so it's so hard like it makes no sense to me granted I guess I gotta give credit to what credit is due he has made the playoffs he's won the division multiple times but it's just like like I said, he's just like Mike D'Antoni. Well, Mike D'Antoni with the Rockets. Not definitely not speaking for Mike D'Antoni's entire career. But it's like you when you do well, it's like, okay, cool. That's what we were expecting in the beginning. That's what we wanted in the beginning. Cool. But if you messed up, it would have gave me an excuse to get rid of you and get somebody else. Because I really don't want you deep down. I don't want you to succeed. Because everything you do doesn't make sense. Nothing makes sense. It doesn't compute. It, it I can't process it. Like with Mike D'Antoni in the threes and all the threes didn't make sense. And when we lost in that playoff game, was it the Western Conference Finals? I think against the Warriors. That's back when we had um, and we missed. I think it was a uh, what twenty seven threes. I might be mistaken. And it was just like, huh? And it validated every reason. It's like, okay, that didn't make sense. Now let's get rid of him. You know, at the same time with uh, with Bill O'Brien, with the DeAndre Hopkins trade made literally no sense. You trade an all-world receiver, one of the top three receivers in the NFL, for David Johnson, somebody who hasn't been healthy for like two years, and what it was a fourth, you cancel out a fourth trade, a fourth round pick, or fourth round picks. And they gave up a third round, if I remember right. It, it, it was just foolish. <laughs> it was foolish. It made no sense. I remember uh, to this day getting the notification on my phone from Bleacher Report. And I thought it was like a joke, right? I thought it was like, you know, back on April Fool's Day when everybody got started thinking about Oregon doing a digital field. I thought it was like, ah, okay, <laughs> you got me. Went to Twitter because Twitter never lies. And... It was all real. I thought it was a bad dream or something, but it was all real. And so, but for whatever reason, like I said, I don't know if he's the luckiest man or he's a genius, because here he is, still employed. Not only is he the coach, but now he's his own boss. And he's the coach and the GM. The next step is the owner, but knock on, knock on wood. Hopefully that's not. Hopefully that never happens. Yeah, hopefully that never happens. So. With Mike D'Antoni and the Rockets, I I don't feel like they really have a real chance. Definitely, especially not how going out how the I guess the normal regular season was going up until the Corona outbreak came. With the role the Lakers were on, it and how stacked these other teams are, I could see us winning. I could see us going far in a because I'm still not sure how they're gonna. Uh, uh, make the playoffs, so they're gonna still do seven games or not. Um, due to, like I said, we just don't know how this pandemic is gonna pan out or how it's gonna shape everything else. If we're gonna have a second wave or not, 
uh, if they shorten up the series or not, or if they do something. But let's say hypothetically they do do a, say a five game series. I can see the Rockets going doing well in that. You know, I can see I can see the Rockets doing really well in that. And somebody might say, oh, what's the difference between five and seven? Two games makes a difference. Two games definitely makes a difference. I don't really see the the well. I'm pretty sure you can see it too. The Rockets roster isn't really built for built to last a long series to me. Like we're built for speed and threes and to basically try to be the new Warriors. You know, the problem with that is the Warriors have the greatest shooters of all times in Steph and Clay. But we try to mimic that with different pieces and try to speed beat people quickly but when you have but the problem the problem with that is the reason I don't see them going for is because teams are so stacked now in the west and people have rosters that can combat that speed and that speed in those threes because they can shoot as well definitely not as well but they can also keep up on the court like they're not all big and slowish none of them are just necessarily like so heavy that they can't really run the floor and keep up the good team the great teams at least also, let me go into something else. So, I want to do some every show, and it's going to be my charged up session, right? The thing that's got me charged up is. We almost there. The Jamal Adams request trade. Over something pretty small. It was, I saw something on Twitter, right? And it just kind of made me laugh. But it made me laugh, and I was upset at the same time because of the possibility that it could actually happen. The team, One of the teams he chose was the Texans. And the thing I saw on Twitter was, it said, Bill O'Brien is going to trade Deshaun Watson and J.J. for Jamal Adams and three first-round first picks. A 2023, a 2025, and a 2026. It was... It was hilarious because I could actually see him doing some ridiculous, something so ridiculous like that, though, if he remains the head coach up to the end. But that's all, man. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. Appreciate y'all for listening. Stay safe. Corona out there. It's still eating people up. Still getting, wash your hands. Stop being nasty. Thank you again. Thank you for listening, man. Y'all be safe. Take care. Take care of your families. All right. Ow.